Sorry, back. Can I tell you the problem with your Arkansas money line, bud? Uh, I would love to hear it because I already had uh, Sean Bass uh, take me to task for it earlier. Uh, I actually I like the idea, but there was a tweet earlier that I retweeted with a joke. Uh, let me find it real quick. Apparently, there is a pretty huge outbreak of the mumps with the. Uh, here's the tweet. Arkansas Athletics released a statement yesterday about the mumps incident on the Arkansas campus. Oh, fuck. Sources tell me number of football players with mumps is significant. Oh, shit. <laughs> you know what? Well, honestly, it can't get worse. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> significant can mean a lot of things. It really can. But can they play through it? Can they play through the mumps? <laughs> Can they can they give the mumps to Missouri? You know what? This is anything's possible. They don't have to go to hey, a bowl game. <laughs> are you gonna are you well they can't go to one now? No, I'm in are Arkansas. You gonna, <laughs> are you gonna want to tackle somebody that might have the mumps? I don't think so. Oh, wait, actually, oh shit, you might be on this. You gotta go into business I be, for yourself. I might be turning the corner on this actually. <laughs> oh shit, okay. this is gold. Here's your cold open. Fuck. Hello and welcome to another HLS Picks Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Ritter. You can call me ND Tex. And as always, you can catch us live over here on twitch.tv slash Sons. And of course, you can subscribe to the podcast over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you happen to get your podcast feed at. Come join us in our live chat channel, Discord, HerLittleSons.com Discord. Of course, you can always find us at our home at HerLittleSons.com, where you can find our crazy holiday and bowl schedule over there now. And with that said, I am going to bring in Eddie. Eddie, how you doing, my friend? Ryan, look above you. <laughs> Do you see the sword of Damocles hanging so perilously above your head? It, he he oh, ties Ryan. it up and he thinks it's, it's all over. Oh, Ryan, it's coming. Do you feel it, Ryan? I feel you like feel I need to feel the chill in the air. I feel like I need to make up for last week. Oh, there's no making up, Ryan. Your fate is sealed. Your fate was sealed long ago. Mm-mm. No, I don't think so, sir. I don't think so. I still got a way to find out of this. But yes, Eddie is referring to the f- fact that we are now tied. He caught up on the two games. He went nine and five last week. I went a uh, five hundred seven and seven. That brings our records to 84, 89 and one. And of course, we are battling uh, for the right to uh, for a hundred dollar donation. Loser will donate a hundred dollars over to Extra Life, which uh, the marathon is fast approaching. I cannot believe it. Uh, so we have this week. We have the conference championship week, and if needed, we will do the Army Navy pick, which it did come down to last year. So this has happened before. This would not be out of the norm. But we have uh, another slate of games. I'm really excited to get to them. But first, let's talk about. The HLS pick where Maume Muchachos has increased his lead 
some people was catching up, but a five game lead. He has pushed it back to, uh, so quite a nice little performance, uh, by him. Unfortunately, Sapipa, he had a bad week, but it gets dropped, which keeps him close by. Um, and the top week, let me see. I just had it. It goes to Sifari. Uh, it was a rough week for everyone. This is the first week in a while. Somebody didn't end up, uh, in the twenties. So good job by all. And if you're wondering where I'm going, uh, just above 500, 154 and 50, 153 could be better, but at least I'm not below 500 there. You alive, Eddie? <laughs> oh, I'm st- I'm just letting you do your whole thing about <laughs> pick'em things and whatnots that I'm. Are you Are you still staring at the fact that you're tied with me right now? Are you, is this like you're precious? I'm I'm just waiting to be told to say the thing. You know what? Go ahead. We got a lot of football to talk about. Go say the thing. Let's go, baby. All right, let's go ahead and bring up that beautiful board. For the first time in a while, we're going to pick some weekday games. Uh, I thought about putting the egg bowl in here for Thanksgiving night, but let's be honest, we're, we're not really caring about that. Let's go to Friday instead. Let's talk about what we're going to do on our turkey hangover. And we're going to start with number 23, Virginia Tech, as a two and a half point favorite on the road against Virginia. Total on this one is 47 and a half. Who do you got, Eddie? Well, as always, to start off, Ryan does not speak for your boy. We definitely care about the Egg Bowl because, look, whether or not it's a quality game, it's always a fun game. And the odds of getting a on-the-field brawl, I mean, you're at like 70%, which is pretty good (laughs) for me. Plus, what are you going to want to do? Watch terrible NFL football? No. Um, Talk to your I'll, I'll end up watching family? it. Good God, no. <laughs> I mean, it's it's the Cowboys or your great uncle Steve who has a whole lot of thoughts about Colin Kaepernick. <laughs> no, why don't, don't we there. just watch the Egg Bowl instead, kids? That's way more fun. But this game, ooh, buddy. Virginia Tech, Virginia. Virginia, for the first time ever, trying to win the division. We could get seven different coastal champions <laughs> in seven years. It's possible. It is. But Virginia Tech currently holds a 15-game winning streak against the Hoos. Look, UVA really hasn't looked good lately either. They barely got by North Carolina, only beat them by seven. They barely escaped a garbage Georgia Tech team by five. And then they beat Hugh Freeze, who I think was probably coaching from a bidet at this point. I don't know where we've graduated (laughs) on the Hugh Freeze coaching furniture. But yeah, okay, you beat Liberty. Cool story. Meanwhile, Va Tech looking really good. They've covered six straight games. They've won five of those sticks. The only one of those covers that they didn't win was the buzzer beater against Notre Dame. And that was a big spread. And that game was a little scary. They've got two straight shutout wins. And you really think Bud Foster is going to retire on a loss in this streak? Nah, man. Give me the Hokies. Agree with everything Eddie said, plus this little fact. So this line originally opened at Virginia Tech plus one, and everybody jumped on Vatech right now, you know, still early. God, it's early. It's it's freaking Tuesday night we're doing this. 
Yeah. Von Tech opened as a one-point underdog. And then 68% of the bets, 53% of the money went and slammed that some bitch. Now all of a sudden Vontex in your three-point favorite. For me, that tells you all you need to know. The right side was always Virginia Tech. I think uh, Vegas's little math just said, well, home field advantage in this rivalry game. Maybe Virginia gets a little bit spicy. I like the way Vatex trending. I don't like the way Virginia is trending. Uh, like Eddie said, ever since uh, they had the little buzzer beater disappointment, things have been pretty good for them. They've been uh, they played their way back into the top 25, uh, and it wasn't by accident. So I'm going to play the hot hand here, also the the trending hand uh, as well, and take the Hokies as, as on uh, uh, take the Hokies in this one as well. We're going to move into our first top 25 matchup of the weekend. And this is basically uh, to get the inside lane for the Cotton Bowl bid for the group of five. Number 19, Cincinnati taking on number 18, Memphis. And Memphis is an 11 point favorite at home. Total on this one is 57 and a half. Uh, I tell you what, Cincinnati has felt like, I think the biggest warning sign that something was going to happen was that South Florida game not too long ago. They didn't look too good. They needed a last second field goal to beat them. A lot of Cincinnati's games have been close. They had a scare against ECU as well earlier this year. Memphis, on the other hand, has been doing one thing consistently. I got a good feel for what they are. They put up a lot of points. Their defense is a little suspect. So what I'm looking for in this one is that Memphis will put up said points, give up the points per usual, this game will be a little bit close, but I think in the end, Memphis is going to actually end up pulling away in this one. Even though that feels like way too big a spread for Memphis, I just don't like where Cincinnati's offense has been trending. Because again, USF, how you not put points up against them, I don't know. So go ahead and give me Memphis. I'll take it. I think they're going to take the inside track on this one going into the Cotton Bowl. Who do you got, Eddie? So going into this game in a vacuum, I was actually thinking Memphis. Uh, they're eight and two against the number. Cincinnati's already clinched their division in the AAC. Memphis needs this game, so there's a little more motivation there. And you, as a wrestling fan, much like I am, you're looking at what's possibly going to be the AAC championship game next week. And so the idea of, oh my God, Memphis has pinned Cincinnati, <laughs> the AAC Continental Champion. Will this get them a title shot? Oh, we'll have to check out the pay-per-view children. <laughs> but you mentioned something very important, and that's that Cincinnati right now has the top G5 spot, and that gets them the Cotton Bowl bid. Cincinnati plays great defensive football. Nobody else in the conference gives a shit about defense. While typically I would take Memphis here just on the logic of they're going to see each other next week, Cincinnati's going to keep it vanilla. They don't really have too much to play for. They actually have something to play for here. And vanilla is kind of their standard anyway. And it still gets the job done for them pretty well. So I think Memphis wins this game. You still get the challenger pinning the champion before the pay-per-view. <laughs> but I think Cincinnati covers here. All right. Especially because I don't think you're going to get it's Memphis is looking real rainy and real windy this Saturday. You could get into a sloppy kind of a rock fight, and that's what the Bearcats love, baby. Wow. Oh, okay. I didn't even check the weather report. I did check the weather for one game, which we'll, we'll get to here in a second. 
But let's go ahead and move on to Saturday. So you get in the weekend, your family's out, you walk in Saturday, big nude Saturday, number one, Ohio State, your new number one team in the nation. A nine point favorite on the road against Michigan. 52 points is your total in this. Eddie, I have a feeling we're, we're both going here, but let's go ahead and detail it for the, the audience. Yeah, fuck Michigan. Ohio State's really, 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 really good. Chase Young is well-rested and angry. Um, Michigan, I you, sometimes you have to give the assholes credit. Since halftime of the Penn State game, They've been arguably a top five team in the country. They've been playing great football. Michigan. But man, Ohio State is way better than Michigan is. And it's whoever just dropped something in the chat. Fuck Michigan is what we live. That's beautiful. Fuck Michigan is what we stand for. I don't trust Michigan's offense, especially against Ohio State's defense. I mean, Chase Young, good night. I saw, I, I guess Banner Society was like, look, the two games that he missed being Maryland and Rutgers makes a whole lot of sense strategically, and it doesn't really have that much of an effect. But think how many sacks he would have had against those two trash-ass teams. And he still broke the single-season record. <laughs> it's, it's, it's incredible. Well, he's at what, 16 and a half right now? I forget his total number. I just know he is the new Ohio State leader in the clubhouse for single-season sacks. And they've they've had some decent defensive players on that team. That so they have. That's impressive, and I I think he's good for at least. I'd say it at two and a half, and I'd feel good about the over. Oh, feel good about the over, huh? Oh, oh no, on the sacks. Okay, okay, on the sacks. I need to reprogram my yeah. brain. I was like, that doesn't compute, Eddie. But that, that no, oh god, no, no, 50, 52, <laughs> uh, Your boy's gonna be looking at the under, especially the eleven a.m. Oh, absolutely. All right. No, I, I agree. Of course, number one principles, fuck Michigan, always the guiding principle of this show. Uh, but two, uh, I, Ohio State's defense is absolutely insane. And they've only failed to cover three times this year. One was at the beginning of the year where they let Kiffykins in a very heroic cover uh, come back and, and open up the back door for them. Then they went on a murderous tear. Then they failed to cover the uh, gigantic 40, 50 point spread, whatever the hell it was against Rutgers, because they actually let them score in the first half. The only team to this point that scored in the first half against Ohio State. Um, And uh, the other time they failed was when they decided, hey, let's turn the ball over a lot last week because they were covering before Justin Fields and J.K. Dobbins decided they were going to give a little bit of an early Thanksgiving gift over to Penn State. So I see no reason why to not continue riding that hot hand. I'm not worried about the the lack of two covers in a row and think if if anything, that's actually brought this number closer down to where I feel it should be. I think this is kind of a double digit because Michigan has not really faced that. Uh, we thought Penn State was the first good defense that they faced and they kind of got waxed a little bit. Uh, but then uh, some of Penn State's problems in their defense started to show some of, some of the cracks that we've seen before. Uh, that Minnesota also exposed. And then Notre Dame is the complete outlier for both teams. I <laughs> Notre Dame just flat out the defense. Uh, they had it for a while, and then they just got worn down. 
Uh, and that was because of offensive ineptitude. I don't think you're going to have that with Ohio State whatsoever. Uh, J.K. Dobbins is going to do some damage. Justin Fields will clean up the rest of the mess. Uh, I, I don't think Don and, and Don Brown's defense, what they do, and we talked about this post-show Michigan, it's very simple. They come at you with pressure. They put people on islands. Ohio State will both be able to run around said blitzes, and Fields will be able to react to them quick, make the right reads. I think this could get murdery as well. I know all the Michigan fans are like, oh, Urban Meyer's gone. Maybe we'll have a chance to win now. Nah, son, that's still Urban Meyer's fingerprints all all over that program. You're not done with that yet. Uh, enjoy the next L. Ryan, are, are you claiming that J.K. Dobbins is a better running back than anyone on the Notre Dame roster? You know, I this is hard to believe, Eddie, but that is what I'm saying right now. Wow. <laughs> wow, I didn't know I was on fucking first take with Skip Bayless out here with these hot ass takes. Wow. All right, uh, well, moving, <laughs> moving on from jokes. Number well, this game might end up being a joke too. Number three, Clemson, a 27 point favorite on the fucking road against South Carolina. Total on this one is 51 and a half. Look, Clemson is on their murder bullshit right now. Uh, South Cackalack, they they put some scares into people. They got the ability to do some stuff. I know we're we're all in rivalry week, and you should throw all the records out the window. Hey, you got yes, one. I, I got I've gotten two, son. Keep count. Um, but yeah, I I just can't see Scar keeping up. I really really can't at all. So I'm gonna keep riding with Clemson. That defense way too damn good. That rushing attack way too deadly. And uh, yeah. They they know they need right now Clemson. There's there's very few quality ones. They have to play perfection right now, and they have to keep looking good to hold on, just in case weirdness happens around them. So go ahead and give me Clemson to cover by those four TDs. Who do you got, Eddie? I mean, it's it's weird that I feel like Clemson has somehow gone under the radar this year. They're they're undefeated. They are eight and two against the spread. They have been fucking murdering people for the last month and a half. They already had their bad gaming. It's North Carolina. South Cackalack, they're usually good for maybe one crazy play above your head game a year. They had we it. got that against, <laughs> yeah, we got that against George already. South Cackalack is four and six against the spread this year. May, a 37 point spread, maybe I'd consider it. Even then, I still think I'm going Clemson. <laughs> This feels way too low. This is going to be a bloodbath. Yeah, doesn't it? It's so weird. A late season game at the tail end. And we're going to talk about another one that's also up there. But man, it's it's so weird to say that these numbers feel low. And speaking of that, we're going to go to number four, Georgia, who again on the road, a 28 point favorite against a hapless Georgia Tech team. The total on this one is 46 and a half. This one, though, a, a little bit more interesting to try to project and call. Interested to see where you land on this one, Eddie. Yeah, see, this doesn't feel low at all, and that's <laughs> not because of anything to do with the bees. It's because of how Georgia plays football. Georgia is a big-ass snake. They just want to sidle on up to you and give you a big old hug until you turn blue and you quit breathing, and then they eat you. The problem for the bees is bees are very small. 
And a big old snake can do that real quick to a little bitty bee. <laughs> I love how we're using biology as the logic here. As a noted anthropologist scientist, <laughs> your boy is here to tell you Georgia Tech is fucking terrible at football. I think this is the first time we've picked one of their games, period. Ah, I feel like we had the bees early on this year at some point. Maybe, I think maybe against Clemson. I think it's the only other time we've done it. That sounds right. Look, Georgia's way better. I do not like Georgia's offense. I've made a whole lot of money betting against Georgia this year just because they don't score. The real play with Georgia is you bet an under. You know what they are when it comes to the total this year, Ryan? I do not, but I have a feeling uh, they are well under uh, pretty consistently. They have hit the over once this oh, entire shit. season. What what game? I wonder what game that was. Do you happen to know that off the top of your head? Off the top of my head? No, of course I don't. All right. But if I look on the old web page from the sports line, folks, the Tennessee game, only time they've gone over. <laughs> That makes sense. And that actually. was a four, and that was a forty three fourteen win for Georgia. All right. The other reason, I mean, this could be a, a thirty five nothing win, pretty easy for Georgia. I mean, hell, Virginia Tech, who is not as good defensively, I I I put them a little better offensively than Georgia, but they're not terribly unlike a poor man's Georgia. They beat the bees forty five to nothing. All right. That seems like a very easy thing for, for Swift and Co. to do, especially knowing that they got LSU coming. They got to start opening up that offense. They got to start getting a little more creative. Fromm got to let loose a little bit last week, and when he did, he was completing passes. So I think maybe Kirby Smart's going to use this as kind of a live fire practice, let the offense get a little loose. And at the end of the day, man, the bees are just bad. So uh, that that is that a Georgia cover, sir? Oh yeah, that's we on them dogs. All right. So this this is very interesting. Uh, and, and like I said, for for everything that we talked about, it's mostly because Georgia is a hard team uh, to pick when it comes to the spread because their offense does kind of whatever the fuck. Uh, Georgia is six and five against the number. Georgia Tech, on the other hand, is three and eight because it doesn't seem to matter how high you set the opponent's number. Georgia Tech doesn't hit it. Now, one of those three, I don't know where all of them are at, but I know one of those three was against Miami where they fucking lost to the Bees. <laughs> I still can't believe that. Man, oh, can it's, we take a second? It's no FIU. Talk. <laughs> can we please talk about Miami against FIU? Because means. two of the funniest things from college football this entire year happened because of that game. Sidebar granted. <laughs> no, exhibit A, your honor. They got throat slashed <laughs> by a fucking kicker oh, after, after an extra point. Oh, you just have to quit college football like forever. <laughs> Exhibit B, one of their players, I think it was one of their linebackers after the game. Oh, we got said, another look, one. All year, Miami. all week in practice, we didn't call them the University of Miami. They're not the University of Miami. We are. We call them the University of Coral Gables. We got more students. We're worldwide. We're, We're the University of Miami. 
Oh God, so great! Oh man, incredible, just incredible! Holy shit, Manny Diaz is that boy? You should have stayed at Temple. God. (laughs) Damn. Mark Rick fucking imploded that thing. It's like, you know what? You want me gone? Fine, fuckers. Watch this sucker go straight to the bottom of the damn ocean. Enjoy. Can you, can you imagine if he, he had a heart attack working one day a week with CBS Sports? It was all the cheese Thank balls, God. man. <laughs> uh, hey, let's not let's not throw the, the cheesy doodles in there. <laughs> Hell, you could put Stephen A. Smith in a hospital. <laughs> Good night. I'm sorry. We were talking about the Georgia, Georgia Tech game. Yeah. All right. So we'll circle back around to a team that beat Miami, and that is Georgia Tech. But yes, that is. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't get old. It's it's still. uh, I forgot how we got there. It's very funny. (laughs) I'm trying to bring it back around. So yeah, three and eight against the numbers, Georgia Tech. And one of those was against, again, Miami, where they beat them. Oh, oh Lord. And yeah, at the end of the day, basically we, we've done a long sidebar, so I'll get to the damn point. I'm taking the Bulldogs as well, because it is simply the fact the telling number for me is, is where the total is. Uh, and it's basically saying, yeah, we're not expecting Georgia tech to do shit and I'm not expecting much. I wouldn't be surprised if they get blanked. Uh, like Eddie said, that hasn't been out of the realm of possibility this year. Uh, this is something where I can actually see the backups coming in, uh, without a doubt. So yeah, they do need to get a little bit loose. I don't think they have to get very loose, uh, cause they could just steamroll Georgia tech. So, uh, normally I would, I would trust my gut and, and pick against Georgia, but not in this situation. All right. We're going to pick one of the few games on our, our card that does not have a number next to either team. And that is Louisville taking on Kentucky and Louisville. Don't know if y'all notice, folks, but they could have an eight win season if they pull this sucker off, which is kind of crazy to think from where they were just a year ago after Patino did who knows what the fuck to them. Apparently, they just needed somebody to love and care for them or at least pretend to give a shit. But anyways, Kentucky is a three point favorite total in this game is 53. Uh, Like I said, Louisville has has quietly put together one heck of a season. And basically, this game is more or less a pick 'em if you if you want to take those three points at home and consider that the difference here. So you know what? What the hell? It's been a fun story. Let's see if the fun story continues. Let's see if Notre Dame ends up having another team that they played sneak into the bottom half of that top twenty-five. I'm gonna take Louisville on this one. What the hell? Let's get weird. Who do you got, Eddie? For some reason, I don't have a coach of the year ballot which seems strange to me i i feel like as a you know valued and and prestigious member of the media i should have one <laughs> i don't but that's fine uh that being said uh, scott satterfield what he has done at louisville has been absolutely incredible i absolutely. mean you look at what louisville was last year obviously the lame duckiest of lame ducks. You've got 40 pizzas in 30 days. Papa John getting run out of town in his Camaro. (laughs) He looks like the picture of complete well-being right now. (laughs) You've got, you know, you put Bobby, put Petrino's headshot up next to Papa John's headshot from that interview. And it's understandable why they only won three games last year. (laughs) But like you said, I mean, they're, they're looking at an eight, possible eight win year 
uh, six and four against the number. Their offense has really turned it on lately. Uh, they've been putting up points much better than they were. I mean, hell, they dropped 56 last week, uh, dropped 34 against a, a fairly game NC State team at NC State. That got ugly so fucking fast. Oh, my God. Oh, that I mean, that Syracuse game was just – they got that was brutal. Meanwhile, Kentucky, I, I for some reason have this weird soft spot in my heart for Kentucky football. Snell ain't there it's, more and more. <laughs> it's, well, I mean, you know, Benny Snell ain't there anymore. I don't know. And they're on, I think, their 17th string quarterback at this point. <laughs> they have been ravaged by injuries. You know, they, they did beat the shit out of Vanderbilt last week. So you got that going for them. Uh, but all that being said, I really like what Louisville's doing, and I'm going to take the cards here as well. All right. Well, we're, we're agreeing so far uh, on all the, uh, the at least uh, Saturday games. We got one more before we hit the break, and that's number nine Baylor facing off against Les Miles in Kansas on the road. They are a 14-point favor- 14 favorite on the road are the Bears. Total on this one is 52. Who do you got, Eddie? You know, I'll, I got to give Les Miles some credit. Kansas is a lot better than I think we thought they were going to be coming into the year. They're watchable. Uh, I mean, you know, they've, they've only got two wins, but five and five against the number. They've been game against a lot of opponents. Should have beat Texas. They had it right there. Uh, and and there's, there's I wish we had that game on the slate because there are plenty of jokes to be had. Uh, but Kansas, I mean, give them, you know, they they fought hard against Iowa State last week, a very good Iowa State team. Uh, put up a decent fight against Oklahoma State, and then it went south on them. They got, they got stomped by some other teams. You know, beat Tech, though. All that being said, man, Baylor covered more than this against Texas. This Baylor team is legit. I am slightly concerned about the fact that Baylor has already clinched their spot against OU in the Big 12 title game and that they just kind of take this as a week off. But let's be serious. Kansas doesn't have anything to play for. Obviously, Baylor beat the shit out of Texas. Kansas couldn't get the job done against them. And Kansas doesn't care now. It's basketball season. (laughs) they're They're watching what's going on in Maui. They're they're checking the mailbox, hoping that nothing comes from the NCAA with a NOI. They're they're they've moved on to the next sport. I think Baylor just waxes them. Yeah, and uh, Baylor, despite the fact that they have had a little bit of uh, issues uh, as far as the offense, because that that's been the real story is Baylor's offense sometimes can't seem to get started. Uh, but they've been seven and four against the number. So wherever the number's been, they've been pretty much right on it for most of the season. Kansas five and six against the number. Now it is super early. So the one thing that is warning me against this, and I mean, super early, we have just over 500 tickets. You got over 80% of the tickets and the money right now on the bears, but the line hasn't budged yet. So apparently, yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a Tuesday. It's a very, and like early you said, Tuesday it's only, thing. it's only 500 tickets. I'm not, I'm not too worried about that one yet. Yeah. And it, I mean, we've, there's been a little bit of movement, even with less tickets than that, kind of looking at the slate overall. Uh, so the fact that it hasn't moved yet, either there's no big money to scare Vegas or they feel comfortable with where it's at. And I honestly feel comfortable where it's at too, because not just uh, what the Baylor did to Texas, 
but what they were able to put up against a pretty good OU defense. Now, granted, the second half did not end well in any way, shape, or form uh, for Baylor against OU, but I like what they're putting together. The other thing that concerns me is they're on the road, uh, but let's go ahead and stick with the Bears in this one as well. Yeah. Noted death knell Kansas football stadium. <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, look, when you're not sleeping in your own bed, you're not in, in your own lock room, weird shit will happen. Uh, but uh, that's all for the first half. We got a few more things to pick. Uh, pick. We got more top 25 matchups. We got Iron Bowl. We got Notre Dame coming up next. All right, we are back, and it's time to get seven more games here on the slate, and we're going to kick it off strong just like we did the first half. Iron Bowl time. Alabama, number five in the nation, a a three-and-a-half-point favorite on the road against somehow still above ND, number 15, Auburn. If Auburn beats Alabama, my dick will pull a shame. Okay, so his dick's going to rocket into orbit if uh, Auburn wins the Iron Bowl. Uh, Total is 50. Uh, Eddie, we should be on you, I believe, sir. There's weird things going on, and I thought that was just from the ad talk about mumps. Uh, (laughs) Things got weirder, apparently. Uh, Ryan, I'm going to hit you with something real quick. Let Let me know how this hits you. No Bix. No Bix. We don't trust Bo Nix in this no. household, baby. <laughs> I don't care that two is out. You know who Alabama is coming in at quarterback? Matt Jones, right? Who? God. I can't believe I fucking fell for that. Who? Just keep going. 281-330-800-FOE. Jesus That's going to be a stat line. 281 yards. Three touchdowns. No interceptions. Eight rushing yards. Four rushing touchdowns. You're 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 trying way too hard there. (laughs) Give me the tide. Mike Jones forever. Still tipping. (laughs) God. All right. Well, what helps Auburn is that this is at home. What doesn't help Auburn is that, as Eddie said, Bo Nix has as no, Solid Verber, Verbal likes to put it for Oklahoma, that Jalen Hurts is both the solution and the problem to everything going on with Oklahoma, that pretty much is Auburn as well. Now, Auburn has a solid defense. They keep games tight. They keep things close. But, man, I don't know if that hook's going to bail me out here. I really don't. However, oh. Eddie, a man yeah. has got to live by principles, does he not? A man's got to have a code. He does. He does have to have a code. Roll Tide? Fuck you! War Eagle, baby. <laughs> Shout out, Coach O. Shout out, Coach O, forever. <laughs> I can't believe Thank God he, he's w- at LSU. <laughs> the, the best LSU coach ever. God, SCU fucked up so bad. Uh, All right, so wait. We've got it. We, I know we don't have him on the card. There's no way that that UCLA win saved Clay Helton's job, is there? I, you know what? I would not be surprised. I really wouldn't. Man, it did. It did cash the over on season wins, which was devastating for me. <laughs> oh, but, but like, I, you've got to think, especially with the new AD coming in, they're going to want to start fresh. 
even with the alleged rumors that they are not allowed to hire Urban Meyer, you've got to think either you've got Urban Meyer, there's the old Jeff Fisher rumor, which <laughs> always please. It's fucking, or, it's fucking Gruden and Notre Dame. <laughs> yeah, never yeah, goes exactly. away. <laughs> the other one that's been gaining steam is Je- is uh, James Franklin. Uh, yeah, and which, that I've I've heard, and I'm and uh, I know Ty feels like over on the solid verbal that that is mostly talk to try to drive a nice contract extension for him over at Penn State. Which you know what, got to respect the hustle, but always respect the hustle. Shout out PJ Fleck. Row, row, row them dollar boats, baby. Oh, God, we're about to get to him, too. But yeah, I oh, mean, yeah, we should. Hey, look, let's segue. segue. Let's go ahead and do it. But number Bottom. 12, Wisconsin, and is coming in, and Minnesota is at home rowing, the, rowing their home boats, number eight in the nation. But Wisconsin is your favorite. Two and a half points. Total on this one is 47. Wisconsin, they've been playing real good. They they have. It looks like they got back on track. I can't get that Northwestern game out of my head. I can't look at the fact that they're favored on the road. Minnesota is a home dog. Really feels like the right side. The other thing scaring me, Eddie, there's actually 2,000 tickets on this. 45% of the bets are on Wisconsin, but 77% of the money. It's a little scary that it's like feels like some sharp action or a really drunk dude that's a Badger fan. Could be either or. But this seems too tasty. Could be a trap. I'll I'll row right right into that. Home dog it right now. Give me PJ Fleck in Minnesota. Who do you got? Wow. I'm surprised. I you you hit me with the old switcheroo. I thought commentary wise you were going Wisconsin. I am, however, going with Wisconsin. I don't think that. Minnesota can slow down JTT. I don't think they've seen anybody like Jonathan Taylor this year. Uh, how someone as good as Jonathan Taylor has gone, you know, we've talked about him a bunch. You've got the solid verbal guys, the your PAPN shutdown full cast, like super online college football people talk a lot about Jonathan Taylor, but I feel like nationwide, Jonathan Taylor's entire career has gone kind of under the radar. It really has uh, a lot, a lot like honestly, Ron Danes did back in the day. You know, I remember you had Ricky Williams, everybody, you know, we were kids. We were 13, 14 when, when Ricky Williams was really killing it. And then Ron Dane came and broke everything. And I don't remember hearing shit about him until like his last, two games of his senior year nobody gave a damn about him and i feel like nobody's really given a damn about jonathan taylor and that's crazy because that dude is insanely good at football minnesota's had a hell of a year uh their wide receivers are great but they're banged up that concerns me a little bit obviously everything on is on the line here this is for the the spot in the big the big 10 title game Minnesota has been solid defensively. I think looked it up earlier. Currently 25th in S&P or Spaploose defensively. <laughs> Spaploose. <laughs> but but Wisconsin's ranked 11th offensively Spaploose. And I mean Jonathan Taylor is the best player on the field and I think by a wide margin. I like the small line. This is going to be a close game. The total's low for a reason. But I've got to go with the best player on the field. I'm going to take the Badgers. 
All right. Well, it looks like this season, much like many things, Eddie, can be won or lost in the second half right now. Disagreeing right off the bat for these two games. Let's move. Let's move over to the Pac-12. This is not the only Pac-12 game on our slate, uh, but we're going to go ahead and talk a little bit. Oregon, Oregon State. Oregon is your home team, number 14 in the nation after getting upset by Herm. 19-point favorites, total is 65.5. Who do you got, Eddie? Man, Justin Herbert looked like shit in that game. Good thing came back, huh? And he hasn't really looked good all year. I was listening to uh, today's episode, or maybe it was yesterday's episode of the Cover 3 podcast, uh, and they were talking about kind of the idea that Justin Herbert is this year's, they called him the emperor with no, or the emperor has new clothes. The idea that everyone's like, oh yeah, coming in the year, Justin Herbert's going to be a top pick. He's he's going to be great. And then the shutdown full cast guys hit the joke of John Elway is going to see a tall guy who plays quarterback, <laughs> throws really long interceptions. And that didn't make me feel great as a Denver Broncos fan because it, it felt a little too close to home. It's fun. It's funny because it's true, Eddie. <laughs> it's yeah, exactly. <laughs> Meanwhile, you know, Oregon state's been a laughing stock for the last couple of years. They've played pretty damn hard this year. They're six and three against the number in D one games. Both teams are coming off of a loss, but Oregon just got stomped out by fucking Herm and lost their entire season. They've lost the Pac-12 title game to Utah. They've lost any shot at the playoff. You know, Oregon State had a devastating late loss to the fighting leeches, but it's not like they were playing for anything anyway. Oregon ought to win this game, but I'll take three touchdowns. Give me the beeves. Well, I was I was hoping I might be the only one on this. We actually agree, Eddie. Uh, like oh. you said, Oregon State good against the number on, on the. You gave a very specific one on the season as a whole, eight and three. Oregon, on the other hand, six and five against the number. And if you remember that, Oregon's got a book ended with some weird shit as far as it goes against the number. They should have beaten Auburn. They let Auburn waltz right back into that game and. And start a legend of Bo Nix a little bit too early when he clearly wasn't ready for it. And then they let Herm do whatever the hell that was there. The Oregon, just to put it in perspective, Herm punted on his uh, the opposing 33-yard line and still managed to play keep away from them. Someone, someone sent me a tweet about why do you hate Herm so much on the podcast? And it's that NFL AIDS bullshit right there. (laughs) That's what made, and it wasn't like, I have nothing against Herm personally. It is that, it is that NFL bullshit mentality that I knew he was going to bring. You're playing to win the game, man. It's exactly what he's done. (laughs) And oh God, we have to pick a fucking Herm game in like three games and I don't want to do it. Uh, continue. That's the, the only reason it's on the fucking sheet. <laughs> we I'm, have to stick I'm, to our bits. I, I got the Ace Phoenix super objection button today. I apologize. Please. All right, no, no, it's all good. But yes, um, Oregon, man, fraudulent ass ducks. You are not to be trusted wow. with large spreads. Wow. I started to trust you. You actually, it actually paid off a couple times. 
Now you have shown me the errors on my ways. Fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, shame on you. Mario Cristobal is not to be trusted. I should have trusted Tom Fornelli when he said never trust him with a large spread. You got to stick to your principles when they're out there. So yeah, that's that's why I'm going beefs. This is all they got to play for, man. They're going to get spicy. Just, just fucking go for it. They absolutely all- piss all over Oregon and fucking ruin their shot at even going to the fucking New Year's Six. Also, fraudulent duck game coming to Switch holiday 2020. (laughs) (laughs) What? It's the sequel to Untitled Goose Game. I was about to say, is that like an actual, like, it could be a game. (laughs) Like, I wouldn't be surprised. We're we're branching out. We're we're taking. I'm I'm trying to. You know, HLS only has a podcast. You've never decided to start a website or a newsletter or anything like <laughs> that. Fucker, trying to branch you out into other things. You know, I see all these other successful Notre Dame. <laughs> Moving <laughs> on. <laughs> Speaking of fraudulent ass teams, Texas A and M, sixty two and a half is the point total against number two LSU who is a 17 point favorite. And I honestly think part of me with my tinfoil hat is the committee purposefully jumped Ohio state. So they don't have to hear from college station. We played three number one teams in the same season. Y'all you couldn't get a fucking rushing yard against Georgia. There is no fucking way I am taking you against LSU. These fools, as soon as they beat Arkansas, they were talking about whipping your ass. They are pissed. They are hungry. They are coming from blood. Coach O, come, we coming. Coach O, so wow. not, not happening. I, I'm turning my back on Jimbo. You have ruined the thing I love, Jimbo. Fuck you. Go LSU. He's, Go Tigers. He's abandoned his son. I'm stunned. I'm not ready to call the Aggies fraudulent. I'm mad at them. Uh, I'm so I, mad at them. <laughs> I, I can understand that. I, I really do. But I, man, you know, we've we've brought up the solid verbals body blow theory for years. AM has had an a just a brutal schedule. And while the wins and losses aren't really there, they've man, they put up a fight. You know, Georgia's top four team, top five. What are they at? But what what the rankings come out? I didn't I never watched that. Georgia's shit. number four right now. Yeah, Georgia's number four. And they were in it late, held it to a one-score game. That's a Georgia problem. That is a, a lot of that is a Georgia Again, problem. Again, negative you're one rushing yards. What the shit? I mean, that's, that's not great. <laughs> no, it's not. Especially when Kellen Mond can only put up on like barely 100 yards of passing. Fucking so awful. So, but let's, you know, you look at the teams that they lost to this year. They lost to Clemson. It was it was only a two touchdown game, and that was early in the year. Bullshit cover, and that was a bullshit cover. You know, you lost to Auburn. I God, obviously they look am like not going to put much in too. on that one. They look like they ass bad. in that game. They look bad in that game. You lost to a full strength Bama. Yeah, everybody loses to a full strength Bama, and then obviously last week's game against Georgia. Look, I'm I'm. I don't know why I'm trying to defend Aggie here. I don't. I, I'm actually surprised you're trying to. Yeah, no, I'm taking LSU. LSU's coming <laughs> off a bye. They're going to beat the fuck out of them. I love you. I'm, just I'm not Arkansas. setting up a. You're I'm not setting up Arkansas a cover pick. I'm just saying I. You know I've 
my entire life made Aggie jokes <laughs> as a symptom of growing up in Austin. I, I don't give, I hate Jimbo Fisher. He's an asshole, but I actually, I, there's something about A&M and their weird Aggie cult and they are on some weird cult shit. Don't get me wrong, <laughs> but there's, there's a weird like back of the brain tingly kindred spirit thing that I feel with Aggie, which scares me in and of itself. They want, they want to be good so bad. And they think they are so much higher in the echelon of college football than they ever have been. And they've always thought this. And part of me is like, oh, <laughs> you're adorable. And I, I feel bad for them because this year they're taking a lot of lumps that I don't think they necessarily deserve. I'm about to take another one. All that being said, oh, it's going to get nasty. <laughs> Joe Joe Burrow's going to make sure he keeps that Heisman. LSU is going to get that one back. Uh, you know they had a week off. They're they're coming out live fire. This is going to be bad. I, I keep loving and just fucking Arkansas getting shit all over right now. It's so great. God, that Coach O clip. Oh, he apologized man. for it. You know that he apologized for that shit. I I mean. I don't think he needed to apologize for it, no. but I get it. But that was just, man, that was fucking ice cold. I haven't beaten anybody lately. I ain't gonna celebrate. Yeah. <laughs> I dunked on a three-foot kid on a Fisher-Price basket. Fuck am I gonna celebrate? <laughs> Look, as an Aggie man. fan, the Aggies would fucking celebrate and give Reveille a new fucking tradition based off of it. Yeah, give give lady queen dog a seventh star oh. general or whatever oh. the fuck they do in that actually let, let's bring it back around to arkansas transitive property texas a&m is the only fucking team that gave arkansas a fight <laughs> what the hell <laughs> yeah also oh god okay. also true moving on and let's let's get to two t- we're gonna do back-to-back teams you hate picking for or against Eddie. Oh yeah, this is not this is not a great lineup. This the next three is painful for me. Yes. This is the Eddie Eddie is going to have his hair pulled out special. Bedlam time. Number seven Oklahoma, thirteen point favorite. Number twenty one Oklahoma State, a sixty nine and a half point favorite. Uh, not favorite favorite is the total. I'm getting delirious at this point. All right, Eddie, go for it. Ryan, has anyone traveled back in time and taught the dumbass roughnecks how to turn in a schooner? Not recently. Nope. Oklahoma can't cover shit. They're broken. I don't give a damn. Is Oklahoma way better than Oklahoma State? Yup. But we're still talking about Bedlam. It's at Okie State. Thank God it's at Stillwater. That makes this pick so much easier. Do you know what Oklahoma's record is against the number in actual D1 games? I do not. I only, I only have the uh, full record in front of me right now, sir. Oh, well, in D1 games, they are three and seven against the number. Jesus. That's very bad. <laughs> Their offense drops like six points when they're on the road. And lately, I think Hertz, Jalen Hurts himself is averaging three turnovers a game over the last three games. He's broken. He saw that wagon fall apart. 
And he was like, oh no, my knee. Oh no, my time at Alabama. Oh no, my childhood doggy wagon. And then the doggy fell into the sewer. And then the clown from it ate the fucking dog. <laughs> Give me the pokes. Bang, bang. So I made the mistake last week of taking Oklahoma, despite the fact that the wheels fell off the wagon. And you I even, Eddie, Eddie, I even you went coward. and bet them as well. I even, I, I stood by my pick. Actually, no, I didn't bet their side. I, I bet the over uh, is what I did. And, and Eddie, I sent you Ooh, a tweet. That was a rough, that was a rough one. Uh, that was a very rough one. Uh, thanks, Jalen Hurts. Your, your fucking fumbleitis really screwed me there. Uh, but do you remember what I sent you on Twitter, Eddie, and said I'm re- reconsidering the fact that I picked OU? Do you remember what I sent you? That that tweet, the little video that I sent you, sir? Yes, yes, <laughs> so, yes, I do. So I sent Eddie this video of the fucking Sooner mascot, one of their dumbass horses. Him and Lady Horse are sitting there like fucking scootering <laughs> through Norman. <laughs> dumbass. Just- some dude's filming this dumbass motherfucker runs right into a fucking parking meter. <laughs> Pets' heads are falling <laughs> off, literally. Face first, face first into the parking meter. Their pets' heads are falling off. The wheels are coming off. There's no fraudulent ass OU in your big spreads. Nope, not doing it again. Eddie, if Eddie, if I'm going down, I'm taking you with me. I'm doing the Hokies here. No, no way, I'm taking. I'm taking the pokes, man. I can't do OU again. I, I got burned bad last week. So bad. Hey, you know what? I love it because that means you're on the same side as an Oklahoma State paper for me. <laughs> so that's we we all know the curse of that team with me. There's never been a more cursed team. Fade in it, my folks. Mind, so Fucking fade it. <laughs> oh yeah. God take bless. take OU. Buy up to minus 20 for like plus two twenty. All right. Get paid. I think I kids through college. I think I miscounted stuff somewhere because I usually let you take Notre Dame's Dame games last. So somewhere you went back to back, uh, or I went back to back, or something. After the break, I think we flipped. Yeah, so I I will let you lead off on this one, especially. (laughs) Let's let you lead. Yeah, sure. Let me lead against Herm. Oh, Herman. Arizona, Arizona State is the game. 13.5 points is the spread. 59.5 is the total. Neither of these teams are ranked, uh, despite Arizona State, you know, coming up and, and squarely fighting Oregon in the ass. I, I see. I know where I'm going in this one, Eddie. Uh, so what you pick is not going to influence me at all, and, and I'll even put it up on the stream because I know you're not watching it right now, just so people don't I, think I'm fucking around. <laughs> Who do you got, Eddie? Uh, you're you're a gentleman and a scholar. I'm gonna ride with Herm, and I hate riding with Herm, but we established last week the numbers one and one with him. Last week I was two and two fading. I'm now two and three because he just beat the hell out of Oregon. This has nothing to do with Herm. This has nothing to do with Arizona State. I will, I will give them this. Eno Benjamin, fantastic. Uh, I, I think that that's been lost in all of the Arizona State jokes that I've made. Eno Benjamin is really, really, really good at football, and I like him a lot. Arizona sucks, dude. They're terrible. Three and seven, two and eight against the number. Oof. They're 
if someone keeps coaching this team after this year, honestly, I think I'd be surprised because I, w- I would too. He is, he is just driven them right into the ground. I, I will take Sparky here. I don't, I, the thought of laying two touchdowns with Herm terrifies me, but fuck it. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you, you talked about, uh, I mean, two, eight and one for Arizona on the number. They, they are not just bad. They are that bad consistently. Uh, Arizona state, not much better four, six and one, but I just count that up to general Herming. Uh, but yeah. And the reason I, I put my ex solidly next to Arizona state, um, you know, it is two touchdowns. It is a lot, but Arizona is just so bad. Sumlin is in a death spiral. We've seen this happen in Texas A&M. They didn't recover out of it. They're not recovering out of this one. Plus this game is at home for Arizona state. They're flying high after, after the win. I don't expect much of a letdown because it is a rivalry matchup. They're still going to want to beat the living dog shit out of Arizona. They see the wounded animal. Look, Herm, Herm will, I, I have a feeling as, as, as weird NFL shit as he does, Herm knows you got, you got blood in the water. You kill that motherfucker. He's going to be able to do it. Uh, I, I just don't think Arizona can keep up. Uh, everything's bad. Their defense is awful. And, and really you have the opposite in freshman quarterback trajectory going on right now. Just getting better and better for Arizona State. It started real bad, and then all of a sudden you see him putting up over 400 passing yards on Oregon, and their strength was supposed to be the defense. Yikes. So yeah, go ahead and give me Herm. But all right, we got one more game to pick. It is ours, Eddie. We're heading into Stanford. 16 and a half point favorite are the number 16 Irish. Total on this one is 51. A uh, little bit of bonus pick here, Eddie. H- have you seen the weather forecast for this game? Yup. Wonder time, folks. There is a little bit of rain. It, it it will be raining consistently, but apparently it's one of those light California type rains. Will only be about a quarter of an inch total cumulative, so it's not going to be a fucking monsoon as much as I was joking around earlier today. However... You are going to have 15 to 18 mile an hour fucking crosswinds in this game. Y'all remember how Virginia Tech went? Just just kind of give yourself an FYI there. Uh, under, under, under. This thing's at 51. It's coming down a little bit. Catch it, catch it, catch it before it dives below 50. Uh, however, all that being said, you would think, oh, wait, this happened against Virginia Tech. It could be a little bit wet. Notre Dame's going to do that weird gremlin shit where if they get water or something, or they get fed after midnight. There's some kind of time change going on here for them and body clocks and all that shit. I am still taking Notre Dame. Why am I taking Notre Dame? Because Stanford is absolute fucking garbage this season. And you know what they can't do anymore, folks? They can no longer run the ball. This weather does not really lend to you being able to pass the ball. So they are going to have to rely on the one thing that they can't do. They're actually going to have to face one of the better secondaries they faced all season. Kyle Hamilton pick six is written all over this sucker. When one of those passes gets caught up in the wind, this is going to end very poorly for Stanford. And I know that Notre Dame's rushing attack hasn't been much to write home about it. We joked about it earlier in this podcast, but Stanford's defense is also fucking trash this year. On top of that, half of Stanford's team is fucking hurt on top of this. This is, there is ever a time for this godforsaking losing at the farm BK era bullshit to end. 
It is this game right here. It doesn't get any better than this. This is Maverick getting in the fucking fighter plane and dude just sitting there. Please shoot me. Please fucking shoot me. Please shoot me. As long as Notre Dame doesn't wuss out and disengage, they whip the shit out of Stanford. They have a very wet and angry and sad David Shaw. Notre Dame should cover on this one against better judgment against all past history. I'm going to lay damn near 17 points in this game, and I'm not going to think twice about it. Who do you got, Eddie? Ryan, let's, let's go on a journey together, because I, <laughs> I, I feel like I'm coming at you with split personalities right now. The, <laughs> the angel and the devil on my shoulders are, are yelling so much, and so we're, we're going to talk it through. We're going we're gonna to work this out. A little free therapy for your boy. All right, let's see what we we can do here. You mentioned you mentioned the injuries to Stanford. Uh, I got this from from good old the Oracle Phil Steele. He of of preseason prognostication. KJ <laughs> Costello out. Okay, he sucks. So that doesn't really move the needle a whole ton. <laughs> uh, safety Malik Antoine out. That's very helpful. Most importantly, mm, Paulson Adibo, who I still, still dream makes me about. Sad. I know. Still makes me sad. up in the blue and gold. God, how good would our secondary be if Adibo had come to Notre Dame? Adibo and Hamilton, y'all. Oh, God, we'd be so good. Dream a dream and then be really sad when you wake up. But, but Adibo's out, which does not break my heart as much fun as it would be to watch Debo versus Claypool. Uh, I think that'd be a great matchup to watch from a outsider's football perspective, but as somebody <laughs> vehemently emotionally invested in this game, <laughs> bye. Heal up. Hope you feel better. That's great. Stanford is garbage this year. I mean, they are bad at football. Three and seven on the year, two and or no, three and seven against the number. Four and seven on the year. These you know, D one three and seven against the number. They're, they're not even Four fighting for bowl eligibility. It's over. They, yeah, <laughs> they're. I'm sure their APR is super duper good. <laughs> that, that ain't gonna help you here, man. Uh, even even if they could do it at five and seven, Pac-12 passed a rule against it because they realize how bullshit it is. Man, they they lost to Cal, they lost to Wazoo, they lost to Colorado, they lost to they got stomped out by UCLA. Got lost to Oregon, lost to UCF, lost to Krampus Slip Slides. Actually, I don't know if he was quarterback at USC at that point. That was early in the year. I actually think that may have been the game where Fink I think had that was to come the first in. Krampus, I think that was the first Krampus slip side, wasn't it? Man, I can't even remember. It feels like fucking ages ago when that game happened, along with that UCF game. Remember back then where it was like UCF finally got, finally got the Power 5 matchup they wanted, and then it comes Stanford just fucking trashed. And then look yeah. at what happened to UCF after that. Ugh. Man, look at look at the somebody made a joke on Twitter about the war on I four UCF versus USF two years ago was one of the best college football games we've had in I don't know eight years. That game was so 
bonkers insane. I mean, and, and off the turkey hangover, no less. You're just like, you, you couldn't keep up. It was exhausting yeah, and, to watch that game. <laughs> and now nobody could give even a passing shit. Anyway, let's, let's get back. I'm going to lay back down on the couch while right. you scribble in your notebook. Okay. Stan- Stanford last week just blew a 10-year streak, losing to California. That they did. Berkeley for the first time in 10 years. That, that also at Stanford. So they have a tendency to lose streaks that are a decade long at the farm. Ian Book looks fantastic. The offense has been playing great. I, I know that you and Shane talked about the fan feed a lot last weekend, and I, I loved it. I hope it's a permanent fixture moving forward. One of my favorite things was Jess Matana being like any of us and still <laughs> on edge and like not ready to loosen up. And Dalen Hayes fairly early in the third quarter being like, Nah, they just tapped. Yeah. It's we're we're about to just run them out, and Jess was like, "Oh, I don't know." It's like I, I've, I've I've seen these guys like, oh, do this shit wait. to me before. It was it was the perfect perfect little little dichotomy sitting there to see all of us sitting there on the couch, edge of our seat, head in hands, just terrified that the other shoe's gonna drop. And Dalen Hayes just kicking back. Fucking told you we we're gonna kill him. He's like, oh yeah, no, it's it's over. And and shout out to Darius Walker. I love that dude. Uh, you know, you and I got to watch him live. I had a couple classes with him. Coolest dude of all time. Uh, love what he's. I haven't seen him lately. I know he was doing some work with uh, CBS Sports earlier in the year. Yeah, he's he's still hopping around CBS Sports. But he was uh he was great. Either the fans, he was great. Moral of the story. We can, all we talked about is the fan feed because we beat the shit out of Boston College so bad we don't have to care. It was fantastic. But there's going to be rain. And just a, Brian just a Kelly, little bit. Just a little bit. Brian, it's still rain. You, you watched the movie Unbreakable, right? Remember when Bruce Willis almost died on a fucking pool tarp with like, I don't know, four drops of water? That's Brian Kelly. This motherfucker's still going to Palo Alto. He's lost two worst teams at Palo Alto. They're going to find some fourth string tight end who's never caught a pass in his goddamn life. He used to be a defensive tackle in middle <laughs> school. And somehow no one's going to cover him. But, but Kyle Hamilton can murder that son of a bitch. We, 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 it's, it's, it's better, oh God, Eddie. It's Kyle okay. Hamilton, I love you. Kyle Hamilton, I love you so much. It's okay. I'm, try, I'm trying to reassure you now on the couch, Eddie. No, I, I appreciate it. Um, look, Stanford is so bad. I'm taking Notre Dame. Look at this. I, I don't feel good about it. I'll tell you this much. I'm not putting actual money dollars on it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, the, I'm money, not the money dollars will be on the under. Under, under, you've big got, time. You've got crazy wins. You've got water, which means Ian Book turns back into Tommy fucking Reese. You've got Brian Kelly drowns in a water bottle. And all Stanford needs to do is wait for Kyle Hamilton to go out, have a Loey Gilman somehow get hit for a targeting. Dude, no, and, what are you doing? 
I don't know. I don't know. This is my brain. This is how this happens. This is why I don't get to go on television like just Matana because a, because you know, I'm not going to be able to hold the profanity in and B the fact that a, how Jess was able to sit through that and not crack a random white claw. Maybe that was the commercial breaks. (laughs) (laughs) The poor girl is talking about, like, give me some food. I'm so hungry. <laughs> Gave her the shit she McGee could <laughs> Doing the fucking shilling for the luxury suites. And he's like, oh, I know what you need. Hey, what's up, gluten allergy? <laughs> Check out this sweet-ass breaded crab cake <laughs> on April. What's good? The, the look on her face to know that she now had to explain to a fucking national audience that she can't eat gluten. <laughs> here's, here's, here's what I didn't understand and maybe as a doctor i should understand this but i don't know what the fuck gluten is because i feel like she spent the whole time talking about how she wanted nachos and you eat nachos with tortilla chips and that seems like a gluten no if if they if they are made with corn sir they they are fine it is it is flour it's the wheat uh and the flour so the gluten is is the wheat type stuff so if those are flour tortilla chips she's in a world of hurt Oh, but you get the you get some some corn tortilla. Okay, yeah, you okay. get the corn tortilla. You're good unless somebody's fucking around with the cheese sauce. You're, you're ladies and gentlemen, we bring you educational podcasts. See, see I know this for to bring it around to Thanksgiving and the holidays. Uh, my my mother in law, I had to learn all about uh, gluten because uh, she is not just gluten intolerant; she is celiac. So it is it is much oh, that's like that real shit. Yeah, it, it's it's much like Jess. Is uh, this is a no go? So when she is over at our house, we have to we got gluten free products and stuff, and so we we I know way more about this than I ever thought I would have to in my life. Well, how about that? See, look, this is an informative educational podcast. Ryan, bud, I don't feel good about this pick. Feel you know how about I feel it. about streaks. You know how I feel about streaks. They are made to be broken. You, that's not how I feel about streaks <laughs> at all. That's not at all what I was going for. I, I love trends. I'm still, you can find pictures of me in a puka shell necklace. Luckily, oh I never went full I frosted to, tips. I need. I oh god, I need to find these pictures. I'm, I am contacting. Uh, no, family I, ne- I never went there. But oh, I had the like dumb beaded necklaces. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, I was all on that shit. Oh uh, my your god. Boy, your boy loves fads, and your boy loves trends. And Brian Kelly, I swear to God, look, I'm not again. I saw people on Twitter today being or this week being like, oh man, maybe we can still get in the cotton bowl. God damn it, I've been telling y'all for three weeks. Like, <laughs> it's like the six of you that listen to this podcast are not sharing the information with the rest of your friends. <laughs> we are going to Orlando. And the Orange Bowl. We can we can I Jesus, Ryan, I will drive up to Irving tonight and slap you right in the mouth. Good thing I don't live there anymore, motherfucker. <laughs> Whatever bullshit suburb you live in, I will find you and I will show you that we are going to the Camping World Bowl. <laughs> I will give you a 30% off coupon to Universal Studios because I'm pretty sure they still just hand those out at the airport. 
I think they have a Fast and Furious ride. We can all do that. That'll be fun. We're going to play future Notre Dame coach Matt Campbell and Iowa State probably at this point. I don't know. I don't know. The, the Big also, 12 has now gone crazy enough to where it's hard to actually project who's going to be yeah, in that game. Yeah, I actually game. don't know. I The funniest ball projection I saw this week was Texas versus Texas A&M in the Texas. I know. I am mm, mm, hoping because that'll be one game I actually feel comfortable about the Aggies winning with the way Texas can we, is trending. Oh, can we live blog or can we live pod that game somehow? Like I, I'd be very into that. I, I will find a way to contact ESPN and see if we could co-stream that shit. <laughs> Fuck a co-stream. Like just, just put us on your phone for the audio and watch the game on your TV. It'll be great. <laughs> Nothing like the 20 second Twitch delay of the game. <laughs> I mean, it's probably better than whoever ESPN's got. It, you know, either way, true. Anyways. I look BK buddy. I have no problems with how this year's gone. I'm very, I'm very happy with how this year's gone. I'm uh, obviously like all of us, the Michigan game performance was inexcusable. It's not the loss. It's the way that it happened. Absolutely. We, you know, as, as the one good Notre Dame blog and the one good Notre Dame podcast, uh, Notre Dame, our blogger and breaks of Mallow respectively have talked about that one game can't make it to where you can't enjoy the rest of the season. If it's going to do that, just Tap turn out. off and tap yeah don't pay attention and i if you do that that's fine trust me there i wish i could i wish i could it'd be way easier <laughs> but if you lose to this stanford team look we've made plenty of jokes about the palo alto thing before we have lost two teams that we should not have at palo alto before but this Notre Dame team against this Stanford team, if this is a loss, look, I want to buy my buddy a steak dinner because I took under nine and a half and he took over nine and a half. I want to be wrong about that preseason prediction on this podcast. If we lose to this Stanford team, ooh, your boy is going to be angry. Red Madden nude online. And there's no reason to do this. This is a good football team that Notre Dame has. The, what these seniors have done since starting out four and eight, you know, a lot of, and a lot of them weren't playing. But I mean, their rec, look at the record at home. Incredible. They haven't lost a home game since the Georgia game. Which is absolutely insane, especially where you think they were back in 2016. Exactly. You know, we talk about, you know, old Brian Kelly curses. We've won every game in November for the last two years so far. It's time to break streaks, Brian. It's time to, to get rid of memes. Fuck memes. Memes are bad. These units of cultural diffusion must be destroyed. And the only way that can be done is with football points for the good guys. So I hope that Ian Book continues to be good at football 
Because a good Ian book is way more fun than shitty Ian book. Am I terrified about the wins? Yup. Am I terrified about our, let's be serious, not good at all run game? Yeah, sure am. Ian Book, Ian Book's taking it over. I mean, this this part joke, also part, he doesn't give a shit anymore. He's pulling it down and going for it. He's like, this is my offense right now. Whatever clicked in his head. And look, it scares me that he is the best running back and quarterback on the team right now. But fuck it. If that's what you need to do, just do it. But but the difference about second half Ian Book versus first half of the season Ian Book is when he pulls it down, it is, oh, shit, I have a huge lane to run. I'm going to run. Not, oh, no, I got the snap 0.78 seconds ago. I'm going to go ahead and bail on this pocket that right. hasn't even had a chance to form yet. So, yeah, I'm scared about those things. You know what I'm not scared about? This fucking defense has been lights out. Clark Lee, I love you. Please don't leave me. I've been hurt before. There was, there was once this real handsome guy. He was kind of weird. He had this, this weird, like, werewolves and vampire shit going. <laughs> but he left, and he, he was like, oh, this, this other I have this new boyfriend in Yukon and he's way better and he's going to make me a new deal. And he kind of sucked. And things were not great. There was the weird mustache guy period. That was. Well, we're we're not going to talk about that. Everyone makes mistakes growing up. (laughs) But then sometimes we can't get rid of our old friends. I, you know, I was ready. I was ready to get down on a knee and propose. And they were like, I mean, that ring's all right, but <laughs> I'm going to need like 1.8 carats, not 1.2. And I, fuck, you know, liquidated some assets and, and I got that 1.8 carat ring. And they were like, yeah, cool. Sorry. This other guy that I just met got me a 2.2 carat. <laughs> and I was tapped and he left me. But his little brother was around. And he's loyal and he's strong and I love him. Clark Lee never leave us. Kyle Hamilton is a golden fucking god. Let's shout out the linebackers, Asmer Bilal. I I'm I didn't believe in you. I wanted, I will fully admit it. I didn't think the linebackers could do it. Goddamn thing. But what Bilal and White and everybody, I mean, they've had a great rotation. All the injuries we've suffered. I mean, Adi last week looked like a goddamn first-round player. And now I'm, I'm worried that he played so well that he's going to leave us because he could if he wanted to. Khalid Kareem has been fantastic. Uh, you know, Aloe Gilman... Could you ask for a better fit for a transfer player? Tony Pride has fought through so much. Sean Crawford obviously has fought through so much. All of the guys on this defense have have been so good and fought so hard. And I believe in this defense through anything. To hell with Stanford. To hell with this 10-year streak. There is no reason 
to lose a football game now. So let's beat the shit out of Stanford. Let's be part of the global warming problem like a Brazilian dictatorship. Let us cut down the Amazon. This is getting to a weird spot. Hail gambler. Go Irish. All right, folks, that will do it for us. Thank you for everybody that joined us here on twitch.tv slash for little sons. Come swing by tomorrow night to catch the sim. And of course, you can uh, subscribe to the podcast over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you happen to get your podcast feeds at. And you can also check us out in Discord. That is our live chat channel, herlittlesons.com slash Discord. You can always find us at our home at herlittlesons.com, despite what Eddie says. Till next time, go Irish, beat trees. <laughs> Have a good one.